Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Startup SLC podcast. Today, we are interviewing Mahonri Diaquino of Chopper Landscaping. I will start off with introductions. My name is Peter Collister. I'm with the Salt Lake SBDC. Hi, my name is Sylvia Castro. I am the Executive Director of the Swaso Business Center. And I'm Will Wright with Salt Lake City Economic Development. Well, welcome, Mahonri. We're happy to have you on our podcast. Can you tell us just a little bit about your background and a little bit about Chopper Landscaping? Yeah, well, so, as you know, I'm Hispanic and I'm from Mexico. And I started this business back in 2017. And I started this business literally with a very, very few tools. And the reason is because back then I was working in a manufacturing and I don't make enough money to you know, pay bills. And I'm a single father. I have two daughters. And so that's how this business came to life. And later after in 2018, I hear about Swazel Center. And a friend mentioned that we have an institution who focuses helping, you know, small businesses to be successful. And I learned a lot about, you know, how to manage the business. Sylvia and Antonella will always help us to, to be more successful in business. And they also refer us to be part of the Goldman Sachs as well. And um, yeah, so this business has been in business since 2017 till now. So what type of specialty landscape projects does Chopper Landscaping do? So we focus more in outdoor space and livings. We built retaining walls, outdoor patios, lighting, pergolas, gazebo, and everything related with the landscape and subscape services. What was it like starting a business as an immigrant? It's pretty difficult, to be honest. Uh, as an immigrant, we don't have, you know, many resources out there that can help you to be successful. And like I mentioned before, we were part of the minority, and that is a challenge very often because when you're shaking fundings to, you know, make your business more, you know, to grow your business, to invest in equipment or some of those tools that, you know, many people needed for to, for operations. It's very difficult, to be honest. Sometimes when you're, you know, knocking doors on institutions for funding, they say, no, you you know, we can't qualify you for this type of loans or, or anything like that. And there is not very many resources out there for us. So, you know, being successful and being on business as an immigrant, it's very challenging. I'm not saying that this is about preference, but it's sometimes it feels like <laughs> You had mentioned uh, Swazo was really helpful in moving your business along. What were some of the key things uh, that they did to help you grow your business? Well, yeah, Swazo is, you know, if it wasn't for Swazo, we wouldn't be in, in business or we might be, but not in where we are right now. You know, Swazo teaches a little bit about accounting, marketing, business strategy, and, uh, you know, how to implement your your ideas, your because sometimes, you know, as a business owner or as an entrepreneur, sometimes you have a ton of ideas, but many of those ideas are not worth it. And they really help you to better understand what are you trying to do and what can you accomplish in the situation you currently are. You know, because as a business, sometimes I can have like a bigger idea, but my situation might not going to be make that possible. But they really help you to, you know, teach about marketing and all of those. And that it's that has been like a the key for for our business. And they also help us a lot to be, I was part of the Key Bank Business Accelerator program last year, and I was part of the Goldman Sachs program this year as well. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, I think Swaso has, it's 
it's the key for the success of our business. Yeah, one of the things we do, especially with Mahandra, Mahandra was growing. We put him in touch with additional resources that went beyond us. And this is where we actually, we had a group that we partnered up with the South Valley Chamber to get him through the Key Bank Accelerator. And Mahandra was one of four of our clients that ended up attending and doing really well because we wanted to push him to go next level. When we met Mahandra, he has so much potential. And he, he did so well in our classes that we knew he would do really well with the other programs that we kept introducing him to. I hadn't heard about the Key Bank Accelerator. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that program is and how it benefited you, Mohanri? Yeah. So Key Bank, it's more focusing on like putting all your ideas in one and help you to better understand if your ideas are actually worth it or they're profitable or not, or just, just probably just having a crazy idea. So KeyBank, they focus on teaching you about more like accounting, business strategy, and business growth. So they help us to set up a goal for business growth for the next three years and how to use the social media as, you know, like Swaso do the same, uh, how to use social media like Instagram, Facebook, you know, project management and all of that. And talking about the Goldman Sachs program, are you currently in it or do you just graduate from the program? No, we just barely graduated like two weeks ago. And, you know, before I start, Sylvia said that's going to be, that's, uh, they're going to put you a lot of work on it. And she was right. It, it was, it was a big challenge, especially because we have to be on the program pretty much like Monday through Friday. And uh, it was like several hours, homework, things that we need to get it done for the next day or the next two days. Well, it's a lot of work. So yeah, now I'm pretty sure that I do really understand what it's a business, how to manage a business. Now, Goldman Sachs helped us to set up a goal for the next five years and do forecasting and project management, bankable. And so, yeah, it was a great experience to be there. Yeah, it's, we, pu- we pushed Mahandra a little bit on that one, but we knew he was ready. And the other thing, too, is we told him with this program and the last program they, that we were here. So if he needed any help during the program with anything, that we were here to back him up and get him, you know, he needed help that. He can count on us to help them along too um, in those programs. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, to shift gears a little bit, I wanted to visit on how COVID has impacted your business. <sighs> COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, you know, COVID, uh, it was very challenging at the beginning. And, and, and it was uh, through the whole pandemic. Thankfully, we're getting out of that right now. But, you know, at the beginning, to be honest, I'd never been in a pandemic before. So I've been... I don't know how to react and especially doing business. One of the things that we noticed when the pandemic starts, we have a few projects from clients and I noticed that it's going to be bad when two of my clients call us and say, you know what, we want to cancel our contract because we want to keep our money right now because we don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic. So we want it just to cancel. We don't want to wait and do it later. So and that was at the beginning of the year. And the first three to four months, it was really difficult to find, you know, a job uh, projects to do. And especially because, you know, for this business, it's not just me. It's a lot of families that depend on that, on us. And somehow they need to bring food to their table. And as a business owner, I not just worry about the business, but I have to worry about, you know, the people who work with us and tell them then, hey, you know what, uh, we're just going to work like 20, 30 hours a week or something like 25 hours a week because we don't have that much of a work. And because, you know, people didn't want to invest their money in a property, which, you know, they don't even know what's going to happen or how it's going to end. It was, yeah, it was very difficult. And 
we have to kind of reevaluate what things we were doing right and what things we were doing wrong to attract, keep attracting clients, even with the pandemic. So we have to go back to the last recession, which happens, I think it was 2008. Yeah, I think it's 2008. And just kind of look for information and see how people and how the, the government came out of that recession. And there was not really much of information out there. So we have to start really thinking how to, you know, be more efficient and, you know, survive this pandemic. So we focus a lot of, on social media like Facebook, Instagram, because we noticed that a lot of, the, of our clients, they were working from home. They're not working on their office, so they have to work from home. And so somehow they have to spend more time at home and having like parks, restaurants shut down, they need to do something else. So we start promoting more in this type of social medias and making feel that the need of making improvements to their property, especially outdoor, so they can spend more time with families. And that was actually one of the best things we can do because that really helped us to survive this pandemic. Mahori, outside of um, global pandemic, what other challenges or opportunities have you faced in your growth and expansion of your business? So, like I said, one of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now, it's labor. Definitely labor. It's one of the biggest issues we have right now because, you know, let's be honest, unemployment, it's not really helping business right now. Because a lot of people, you know, they're filed for unemployment. And one day I told my business advisor from Goldman Sachs and I asked her a question. I say, how can I bid unemployment? If unemployment says, if you stay home, I'll pay you $700 a week for staying home. But if you go out there and find a job, you might going to make $800, $900 a week. So they prefer to make $700 a week and stay home than go out there and work. And that it's everywhere. As you can see, unemployment, it's, it was pretty high. And it's still, if you drive outside, you're going to see everywhere signs they're hiring, hiring people and there's no labor. And to be honest, yeah, that is one of our biggest problems right now. As part of the COVID crisis, was your business able to leverage any of the PPP money or disaster loan money? Yes, we do. We did the, the PPP. We don't do the others, but we do the PPP. So, I mean, the PPP helped us a lot and it was very helpful to, to have some of this money to, you know, keep paying payroll and, you know, survive through this pandemic because at the beginning with no job, no money coming in. And, you know, in order to keep this business alive, we have to keep paying for insurance, the trucks insurance. And without money coming in, that was, you know, we thought that we might need to close down, but no, thankfully we survived this. Yeah, it was a scary time when things first started happening. I, I haven't been through a pandemic either. So at least you and I, it was a unique experience. Yeah, it's, it's just been hard. I mean, especially when you're not ready and just from one day to another, they say, you know what, things are going down right now. And, you know, we're in landscape in business and if the market crash, we definitely is going to be in a trouble. But I, I believe that Utah has a very strong economy compared to many other states. Utah has been, you know, it's a new state. It's a, like a newborn. It's building everywhere, new constructions everywhere. So I think we should be fine, but we always need to be paying attention to what's around us and what tools or things we can use to, you know, keep improving ourselves. Well, what advice would you have for other entrepreneurs who are thinking about starting a business? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you want to awesome No, I think many of ideas, if they want to start a business, definitely, I will probably say before they or before you invest your money into a business, especially, you know, some business take a very small amount of money to start a business, but some others like a restaurants that you need to, you know, build a whole new kitchen or things like that. 
I will probably find some help. If you don't have any business background history or anything, I will probably find some help. So, you know, there's a lot of great business advisors like, you know, Sylvia Antonella and all of their team. They can really help you to see if you, if the, actually the location or where are you trying to, you know, open your business, it's going to be worth it because, you know, spending like 20, 30 or $100,000 to open a business. And if you got no idea what you're dealing with, that could be a little tricky. Well, I think though, too, it's Mahandri, during that time, you also, I mean, you were pivoting, you were looking for other Sorry, I'm going back to COVID in terms of, I remember that you were looking for new ways to get clients and you were looking to kind of keep up with things and you were looking strategically. So in addition to the funding that you were able to get for PPP, you got really creative. And I think that's what really helped you too. You did not just wait for things to change. You were trying to figure out, okay, what do I need to do? Let's figure this out. Because, you know, like you mentioned, it's not just you and your family, but it's the other families that you were trying to make sure that they also had food on the table. Yes. So, you know, I think being a business, it's always good, but it's, like I said, it's always, you know, things that if you're not planning to improve yourself and find a new ways to kind of grow your business or at least keep it alive, it's going to be very painful for us, you know, being on business, it's, you know, being on business, it's always, you always have to do something to attract new clients, but you have to, right now, at least we have the social media that we can use for good for branding or increase our sales. But yeah, we always have to add more and new services to our company. Like when I started this company back in 2017, what I was only offering, it was just like sprinkler repairs and you know, small projects of paper patios. But later after we add fencing, caning walls, and now we're doing landscape lighting, we're doing concrete work. So we have to add more services because if we just stay doing just like sprinklers and paper patio, something like that, we might not have enough work amount that we have right now. But because we have multiple services that we know that those type of services are profitable for us and the people who work with us, they are good on it. So, you know, we have to always keep adding uh, new stuff to our businesses. Well, my last question for you is what's next for you and Chopper Landscaping? Like I say, we just barely graduate from the Goldman Sachs and we have our goal for uh, a business growth for the next five years. You know, our goal is to grow this business. We're hoping to be able to, within four years, to have at least 40 to 50 employees working with us. So our goal is not just to be in business and not just to grow a business, but our goal is to create job opportunities for others. And that's one of the things that we've been doing since we opened our doors to public. And we're hoping that not this year, but hopefully next year, we're going to launch two new DBAs. One of those are going to specialize in irrigation systems, and the other one is going to specialize just on hardscape surfaces. So it'll be Chopper plus the other two DBAs. And those are next steps for us for the next few years. That's kind of a big project too. So that's going to be interesting, Andre. Yeah, well, that is our goal. Like I said, right now with the experience we have, you know, in this type of industry. So we know for sure that once we're ready to launch these other two DBAs, we have a growth plan for each individual DBA. So it's not going to be just like the beginning with the beginnings of Chopper. It's actually going to be a little bit different because we already have a work process and we know how to manage this type of businesses. We always have to keep learning. We have to keep improving ourselves, but it's going to be a bit different. Very cool. Nice to see you continue to grow. Thank you, Sylvia. Well, it's very good to meet you. And thank you again for coming on our podcast. It was a great experience. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this. And 
I just have to thank you for everything you're doing. I mean, this this was amazing. Well, thank you, Mahoney. Thanks.